I'm wore out. Amen. <laughs> Man, have mercy. Have mercy. Turn, if you would, to the book of Hebrews. Book of Hebrews this morning. Hebrews chapter 3. We're going through the book of Hebrews. I know this is uh, Mother's Day, and uh, I want to just uh, encourage you men uh, to uh, not only admire, but to literally enamor uh, your wife today. And not only today, but for all of life. I want to tell you, I see as a pastor, the, one of the biggest threats that the devil has is against the home today. It goes through, it can be through husbands and wives, it can be through children, it can be through rebellious, it can be through any kind of worldly thing. But the devil will slip in anywhere he can. And I want to tell you, you need to make sure that your family is not victim to the devil today. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Would you stand please in honor of God's holy, inspired, and inerrant word? I know what time it is, and I'm just going to just hit the outline, and we're going home. Amen? All right. The Bible says in verse 7, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you'll hear his voice, Harden not your hearts as in the provocation and the day of temptation in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works 40 years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Father, thank you this morning how we've been blessed. And I pray, God, your Holy Spirit would continue to move in these next few moments. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. The day of great opportunity is not tomorrow. It's not been in the past, but today is the day of great opportunity. The Holy Spirit says today. Uh, the conscience cries today. The voice of reason cries today. The voice of history cries today. The voice of experience cries out today is the day. Today. Now they all unite with one course. But I want to tell you, the world is coming in saying just the opposite. Don't do today what you can put off and do tomorrow. Wait a little longer. Wait for tomorrow. You remember when uh, the, the plagues was coming up and Pharaoh, uh, they came to Pharaoh. Moses did and he said, Man, there's frogs everywhere. I went to get in my Captain Crunch this morning and there was frogs in the cereal. There's frogs in the meal. There's frogs in the refrigerator. There's frogs everywhere you look. And he said, I can pray they'll get rid. Would you do that? And Moses said, when do you want me to start it? Moses and Pharaoh said, tomorrow. Tomorrow. One more night with the frogs. Some of you here this morning saying, I... I'd like to get saved, but if I could just have one more night with the frogs. If I could just do one more week and do what I need to do. And then next week, preacher, I'll be back. And I'll, next month, I'll be back. No, the Word of God says today. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, today, if you'll hear His voice. Today is the day. Uh, man has shown similar folly uh, and even greater folly. I hear people say all the time, well, if I was back there and I saw all the miracles of God, I tell you what, I, I wouldn't have been like them. I'd believe. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. God doing miracles today. Man, one of the biggest miracles you could ever see is God saved some of y'all. Huh? I mean, bless God, that's a miracle. 
And we're looking around for different miracles. And God said, hey, I did one right before your eyes. I died on Calvary. I rose again. I drew you unto myself. I've saved you. I've sustained you. I've gotten you ready for eternal life. That's a miracle, folks. I want to just give us some reasons why we ought to get it today. And I'm through. Number one, because the Lord Jesus Christ brings peace to the disturbing conscience. You ought to take Jesus today because I want to tell you, he'll clear your conscience up. Your disturbing conscience. Uh, the Bible says all have sinned. Every one of us have sinned. We've all got problems. And we've not only got problems up before we're saved. I want to tell you something. If you're not saved and you get saved today, you'll have problems again tomorrow. I'm not telling you the problems to go away. I'm just telling you there's somebody to come in and live in you and take care of the problems. People will say, well, preacher, I'm not sure about the miracles of the Bible. I, that's, a, that's a favorite thing. It ain't got nothing to do with the miracles of the Bible. You want to rewrite the Bible so you can drink and fornicate every Saturday night. You, you see, I want to rewrite the Word of God. I, and once you start rewriting it, you can do anything you want to do. I'm not sure the Bible's absolutely true. Well, you, you want to rewrite it because you think men ought to be able to go with other men and women ought to be able to go with other women and men ought to become women and women ought to become men. That's why you want to rewrite the Bible. This is the Holy Word of God. It's the same today, yesterday, and forever. It's not going to change. You ought to come to Jesus because he'll ease your conscience. Secondly, you ought to come to Jesus because it brings the joy to those who accept him. Now, I know everybody don't have a great, wonderful, dynamic personality like I do. But it wouldn't hurt some of you to smile just a little bit to let us know you've had a touch of Jesus. If not all the way, you could at least say, well, I've had a touch. You know, I've had a touch of Jesus. But I want to tell you, you can take somebody who's mad. You can take somebody who's sad. You, you know, and that's usually the, the form they go through. Somebody comes and the Holy Spirit convicts them and they get mad. I ain't going back to that church. And then all of a sudden, they begin to realize the Holy Spirit's dealing with them, and then they get sad. And then they can get glad. See, you can't get glad till you done got mad and sad. I mean, there's no reason for you to be glad unless you're mad and sad. People walking around like that. Listen, you come to, I've seen Jesus. What, 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 where Denise at? Where, was that? We was on a mission trip. Oh, there she is. That, that, that when you led to the Lord there changed the whole face and was that you? Was that somebody else? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't when you got saved. It was when we were in Busia in Kenya. Yeah, I mean, sire, I mean, you could see the devil in her until she got saved and suddenly her whole face changed. Listen, Jesus will bring joy to your life. Now you think that little old, what do they call that, a bump or a, I don't know, weed, we called it marijuana when I was <laughs> growing up. You may think that'll change your life and it'll give you a little pleasure for a while, but it ain't gonna last. It's not, I'm telling you, the only thing gonna last is Jesus. You ought to accept Jesus today because he'll bring you joy. You ought to accept Jesus today uh, because he delivers the power of sin. What a tremendous thing to be 
hooked and addicted by the slave of rum or the slave of lust or the slave of a bad temper or drugs or impure imagination or greed for gold or the slave of any other form. But I want to tell you, I got good news. Jesus can deliver you from the power of sin today, right now, on Mother's Day. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin, John 8, 34. But thank God, the Bible says in John 8, 36, if the Son has set you free, you are free. You can be free today. I'm talking about today. Listen to me. The fourth thing is, Jesus brings you beauty of character. I, I heard a story. Dr. R.A. Torrey was telling about it. A guy named... Uh, uh, I forgot what his name was. Ira Snyder was his real name, but they called him a nickname because he was a crook. He pickpocketed everybody, and he was just a crook. And so uh, one of the men had asked Dr. Uh, Torrey uh, if he could try to help him. And Dr. Torrey had a guy in his church uh, that was very benevolent, always tried to help people. And every time old Ira would get out of, uh, of, the, of jail, he'd come because... Uh, this man would give him a new suit of clothes. He'd give him a little money, you know, and everything. And, 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 and seven years passed. And Dr. Torrey said that old boy came to him one night, and he didn't want money or clothes. He wanted Jesus. And he got saved. I mean, turned his whole life around. Dr. Torrey said you wouldn't even recognize him. He was a different man. Served the Lord faithfully for over a year there and just... One, I mean, one right after the other, led one after another to the Lord there. And, and, and then he said, uh, he decided that God had told him he could go back to New York, where he came from, and help build the ministry there. And so he talked with Dr. Torrey about it, and Dr. Torrey said, if that's what God wants you to do, that's what you need to do. Two nights after that, they came and got Dr. Torrey and said, Ira is dead. And he said, we had another guy named Ira in the in the uh, uh, area too, in the uh, uh, home that we live there and run. And he said, I thought he was talking about the other Ira. He said, no, I'm talking about Ira Snyder. He's dead. Dr. Torrey said, I can't believe that. He was full of life. He was excited about going back to New York. He said, uh, he dropped dead in the chow line tonight. They've got him over at the morgue. And Dr. Torrey said he walked in there and he said, never a man has affected me like that before. He said, I fell at my knees at his casket, and I rose up. His face was so beautiful. He said, I kissed him on the forehead there and just broke down and cried. Only Christ can take a crooked, gambling, deceiving, hateful man and turn him into the most beautiful character you've ever seen in your life. Some of you here sitting here witnessing of that. Some of you wives used to have some husbands who wasn't worth the shot of one shell to, to knock them out. But Jesus got a hold of them. And they, they, whew, I, I got to hurry. Jesus fills our life also with usefulness. I don't know what it would be like. I don't know. Whether you see it or I see it or the man or woman honestly who is not with Christ is against Christ if you're here today and you're not on the team of the Lord let me tell you according to Matthew chapter 12 you're against the Lord 
You say, oh, no, I'm not against the Lord. I'm just, I'm just not going to go for the Lord. No, you're against the Lord. He that's with me is with me, he said. He that's not is against me. You can go against the Lord. I remember how God has made just some of y'all useful. I remember some useless ones, too. I remember Leroy worship, how God made him useful and uh, witnessing to folks everywhere he went. I remember John Rainey, how God made him useful those last days, continuing to tell people about Jesus. I remember is Mary, Mary Walton, is she in here this morning? Mary, where are you at? She was, oh, she's early, okay. I, we, we were sitting there Friday at, at the funeral, and this lady came up, and she was talking. And I was about to ask her, you know, just, just kind of a question to get in, involved. Do you go to church anywhere where you go to church? Mary beat me to the punch. I mean, you can't sit there with Mary two minutes where, where you go to church. You got, you got a church home? I mean, she's wanting to know. Look, man, I, I don't want to get on a high horse here, but I want you to tell you, some of you guys... You're experts at recruiting ball players. You're experts at recruiting people for your fraternity. You're experts at, at recruiting people for your jobs. And you've got the most important thing in the world to give people the life of salvation through Jesus Christ. And you won't open your mouth. Something not right. God help us not to become useless. In the kingdom of well, I'm telling you, when you come to Jesus, he'll make you useful. And then the, the, the last thing, if we do not come to Jesus, you may never come at all. You may never come. I, I, <laughs> thousands of people are in hell tonight because they were waiting for a more convenient time. Dr. R.A. Torrey was preaching in Bradford, England, a man and his wife sat by him in the meeting, and they were deeply moved, they, but they didn't make any decision. And as they were walking home that night, the husband later said that my wife and I looked at each other and said, you know, honestly, we, we need to be saved. And they said, we're going to do it tomorrow night. We're going to come back and do it tomorrow night. They reached home, went to bed by 2 o'clock in the morning. The wife said, you know, I don't feel good. I feel strange. And in just a moment, she had passed into eternity. The husband came back the next night, and he told the story, and he said, I'm back to be saved. But he was alone. His wife had passed away the night before. I, listen, you got a choice. You got a choice. I, uh, God doesn't, I don't believe God programs us to be robots. You you can insist on living in sin that sin will end up deceiving you you can rewrite the Word of God to say anything you want it to say but you're going to be drifting to a life of unbelief God will let you do it he'll let you do it if you're just theologically and I don't say this out of disrespect hell-bent on refusing Christ he'll let you do it just like the prodigal son ended up in the pig pen. Just like Samson, who insisted that he marry a Philistine. Just like David, who desired a night of lust. Just like Lot, 
who kept moving his tent towards Sodom. And I'll tell you, you'll find yourself in the pig pen. You'll find yourself chained to the pillars of a palace. You'll find yourself facing adultery and murder. You'll find yourself barely getting out of town before the wrath of God destroys it. That's where you're headed for. But the scripture says, today, today, if you'll hear his voice, oh, do not let the word depart. Old song we used to sing, close thine eyes against the light. Poor sinner, harden not your heart. Be saved, oh, tonight. And that second verse, <laughs> tomorrow's sun may never rise. To bless thy long deluded sight. This is the time, oh, then be wise, be saved, oh, tonight. Our blessed Lord refuses none who would to him their souls unite. Believe on him, the work is done. Be saved, oh, tonight. There was a little boy sitting on the front porch one day vacuum cleaner salesman came by to try to sell the house a, a hole there a vacuum cleaner and as he came up to the porch he said son are your parents home and he said yes sir they're home and he knocked on the door and nobody came to the door he said son are you sure your parents are home he said yes sir they're home and he knocked on the door again and nobody came he said son are you positive your parents are home? I'm knocking on this door and nobody's coming. The little boy looked at him and said, this ain't my home. <laughs> I'm afraid there's a bunch of folk who's sitting on the porch of heaven. And they're thinking they're going to get inside. But the Holy Spirit's saying, this ain't your home. Oh, I knew all about Jesus, but I never confessed him with my mouth and believed in my heart. I never did. Preacher, what can I do about that? You can come to Jesus. Not, not today, this afternoon. Not today being tonight, but right now. You can come to Jesus. You say, I said, now. Now is the day. I have people all the time that come and they say, my life's ruined. I've done this. I've lost my family. I've lost my job. And I'll say, look, if you'll begin to focus on Jesus and surrender to him, I'm not telling you it's going to be easy, but I'm telling you, God will put it back together. He'll put it back together. Sometimes divorces are just, there's no other way. I know that. But I want to tell you, when both people are claiming to love the Lord, one of them's lying, there's no reason why Christians can't live together. Now, I didn't expect to get a standing ovation over that one. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you the truth. Man, we believe in the power of God, and yet that's the first thing we want to do is run down and file, you know, and get it done. That's the first thing. I've had people tell me all the time, I say, look, if you'd quit this and you'd quit this and quit the drinking, quit your gambling, quit running around. Yeah, well, I just, I enjoy dancing. And I enjoy, sure you do. 
Whoever told you sin wasn't fun lied to you. Sin is fun. It just don't last. It'll lead you to destruction. And I've had, I've had them say, you're right, preacher, you're right. I said, well, let's just kneel down right here. Let's pray. Let's get it done right here. And they'd say, let, 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 let's wait till tomorrow. Give me one more night with the frogs. One more night. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, today would be the day. Lord, there are people that would hear your voice. They know they need to be saved. Lord, there's nobody here dreaming. Lord, this crowd knows if they're saved or not right now. There may be somebody who's got some doubts. and Lord, we can deal with that with Scripture. But Father, those who are lost without Christ, if you came today for them or you came to end this world like this, they'd be forever without ever seeing their family again. I pray today, Lord Jesus, on this Mother's Day, 2023, that people would come and say, look, I need to be saved. I'm sitting on the front porch of heaven. I know all about Jesus. I know the Word of God. But I ain't never made Him Savior and Lord of my life. But today, 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 if thou will hear my voice, listen to me. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Have your way, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.